Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about past lives and reincarnation and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So deep. We're going to get so deep. It's going to be way <laughs> deep. We're going to dive deep. Yeah. You might need your scuba gear. Get ready. Yeah, seriously. No, I'm, I'm being serious. I have some heavy stuff. Okay. You don't sound very heavy. <laughs> I'm like totally That's being just serious right now. I'm like, I'm like going to talk about heavy stuff. Okay. One second I'll be like, like, oh my God. And the next second I'll be crying. So that's pretty much. <laughs> so Veronica, I'm taking this to mean that you absolutely believe in reincarnation hundred percent. I do. Okay. How See, about you? Um, well, you know how I am, <laughs> you know how it, I, I like totally believe everything with my whole heart. And then the other part yeah. of me is like, super skeptical and like, I don't buy it for a minute. So, um, I've had enough very strange experiences and quote memories unquote, that I feel like it's something I attribute it to being past life, but I also think, you know, I could be picking up on someone else's vibe. I don't know. Maybe it's an, I'm a loop. I don't, I don't know, man. So I believe in it. And part of me like really wants to believe in it. And when I probably, as we go through this and I'm talking about it, you'll be like, well, yeah, you definitely believe in it. But there is this <laughs> other like skeptical part of me. That's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's healthy to have a, you know, because, because we don't know, right. We really don't know. There's no right. really knowing. And we have these different experiences and we, yes, we could say, that's my, I think that's my back past life. Like I feel it deep that's down. My baggage. That's, what, my, <laughs> that's my baggage. That's what my, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. that's what, where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, or then it's like, well, we're, you know, who knows who really knows? Maybe it is coming from a different consciousness stream or a different reality or whatever that is that's, mm -hmm. that's going on. We don't know, but yeah. I like to think I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just quickly, before we launch into our personal stories, are there any books that you've read on past lives that really have stood out to you or like made an impact? No, no, I haven't gone the scholarly route on that. Mm -hmm. How about you? Um, well, I did read many lives, many masters, um, and life between lives. And there was another one that I can't pull up right now. And then my mom and I actually went and saw Brian Weiss. Is that his name? Now I'm not looking yeah. at the book. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, who wrote many lives, many masters, right? Yeah. What he wrote. Yes. Okay. I so, think so. So everybody who's listening right now, I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm doing this from my brain. And so therein lies the potential for error. Bear with me. But my mom and I went and saw Dr. Brian Weiss, and I know that's who we saw. Um, and we did 
or we did it. He went, he was doing a conference in San Francisco and it was kind of cool. We, you know, he led us through some exercises and some like group hypnosis in the room. Um, I did have a quote memory that happened there during that time. And my mom did too. And that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's my scholarly experience. I also in hypnotherapy training, they did talk to us about past life regression, but I actually didn't do that section of the class. What? Well, only because I did level one, two, and it was in level three. So I have all the books oh. from it, but I didn't finish <laughs> the classes. It was, it was a lot of time commitment. <laughs> it's interesting that you actually you brought up Brian Weiss because he, I, I had actually written his name down in my notes. And I was, Veronica has notes. I have, I have <laughs> small notes um, because I've done, he has a trance um, yeah. that's, I think, available. It's a past life uh, regression trance. I think it's um, on YouTube, isn't it? Doesn't it is. have one on YouTube? Yeah. He also has CDs yeah. out that you can buy. I have, I think I have one of his CD sets. And I love, I love him, honestly. I, do I don't know. You know, there's different people that you had like different styles for meditation and yeah. um, trances and things, but his style really works for me. Uh -huh. um, and so the past life regression um, trance that he takes you through um, is what I found very powerful. Wasn't the most powerful experience I've had, um, which is just, I mean, I'll share it later, but um, just coming from me and it's not, it wasn't coming from an outside source. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was just sitting here thinking I should have grabbed books before I sat down here because I do happen to have um, about a shelf and a half of all books about medianship and past lives. Of course you do. I know. Of course you do. I know. It's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's how I cope with my death anxiety. Honestly, so like gather, gather things around you. Yeah. I gather all the information. I read all the books. Yeah. I watch all the psychics. I do all that, you know, just tell me, tell me there's more, tell me there's more. Does it help though? Um, sometimes it, it has, but then my skeptical brain's like, this is all baloney. Actually it says something else, but it's like that. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen John Edwards too. Like a lot. I think yeah. I've gone every time, like, well, since my dad died. So what was that 2012 and i think i would think i went and saw him before that but then like every year after that up until covid and 2020 yeah, so was the last not, year i saw him he's like considered a medium instead of like a, does, he doesn't really specialize in past life no mm -mm. yeah no, i don't i don't think so um no he, he's definitely just a medium guy yeah not large that's not all small. that's all <laughs> He's only an amazing medium. <laughs> right. He just has that one skill. No, I'm just kidding. Nick, John, if you're listening to this, we like you. We love you. We're just ridiculous. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you remember your first experience that made you think you might've lived a different life? Um, it's probably the first one. I do remember the first one. Yes. It's not the most impactful that, you know, mm -hmm. but I do remember the first one. Um, so it's around Egypt. Um, oh, I yeah. 
started looking in, I started feeling like this, I don't know, it just, I don't know where it came from, but I just, you know, there's certain times in your life where you're drawn to a, a certain spiritual path. And you, yep. I, we talked about this the last time, you know, like, um, so I just found myself kind of starting to be drawn towards Egypt, but like on a really deep level. Like, I remember this. Yes. I yes. knew you during this time. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get into like all things pyramid, like all moth all and pyramid. like, <laughs> seriously, like it's my pyramid soup. phase. <laughs> it's, my pyramid. <laughs> it's my pyramid phase of my spiritual path. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't remember what the trigger was, but there was like, I started having this call towards Egypt and like mm -hmm. this deep, and then it felt like almost like a deep remembering of like, oh yeah. And then I'm like, and then, and then this is, it's always happened in my dreams. So this is what, how my past lives have kind of come through. Um, I started dreaming about crocodiles. <sighs> like it was just like, crocodiles after crocodiles after crocodiles and you know there's a deep connection with Egypt and crocodiles um and one of my dreams it was crazy like this ginormous crocodile like bigger than anything you've ever seen in life you know came out of the water and went for my daughter and I like came forward and I just like grabbed this rock crocodile and like just like ripped it in half like it was crazy <laughs> so is this like past life or are you working it, through something I feel like I was working through something yeah okay. but it was yeah. like that seems more it, reasonable yeah thank you but it was through this through this encounter with the crocodile and it was like kind of like a progression of these crocodile dreams mm -hmm. um but through my dreams I kind of felt like oh this connection to Egypt was coming through and whether it was like going into my dreams or my dreams were informing me, uh-huh. You know, it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I know I've had things that have pulled me to different time periods, I guess it, you know, in his throughout history where I've just gotten really enamored with a certain time period for I don't even know why. And then so interested about it. But one of the things that um, I was born with a collapsed lung. And as a result, my lungs have always been a weak point for me in my life. Like when I get sick, often I end up with a cough. And it did not help that I was a smoker for a lot of years uh, as a teenager because that was so cool. Uh <laughs> it's not really so, you know, cool. It, it was like worth the bronchitis all the time yeah. because I was <laughs> that cool with my cigarettes. Um, <laughs> But uh, I remember at one point having, I was so sick and I was, a, I was a teenager. I was in middle school or high school, but, and I can remember laying on my couch and I was coughing and coughing and coughing. And I had this total flashback of like dying from tuberculosis, like coughing up blood. Wow. And I was, I was like, oh my God. I mean, it was so like clear. Like I could see myself coughing into handkerchiefs and like there was blood. And let me just preface all of this by saying that I do have a very, very strong imagination. <laughs> and I have watched a lot of movies and read a lot of books, which also fuel my imagination. So 
I am quite certain that at that point in time, I knew that it was tuberculosis because I had watched something at some point about dying of consumption. But the feeling of like knowing I was going to die because I could not breathe was so intense. And I had a fever at the time. So we all know how great you feel when you have a fever and how clear and rational you are. Um, (laughs) But I would say that's probably the first one that really stands out to me in my life um, of just having like literally a moment of just feeling myself as somebody else having this experience that mirrored something similar to what I was experiencing now. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty intense. It was super. Yeah. It's almost like a quick flashback, like boom. Yeah. Yeah. And like taking the air, like in my vision, I was like outdoors on like a chase coughing. You know, it makes me wonder sometimes like when people, I don't know, there's certain people who are like just terrified of certain things and you just yes. like wonder like like they're terrified of small spaces mm-hmm. or te- you know like terrified of just just things you're like huh, I wonder where that's coming from and there's nothing in there you know this life that is giving you any indication that there would be any trauma around that right that makes you wonder like was did that person drown did that person like get buried alive did that person you know what I'm saying like it makes me wonder sometimes Totally. My sister is like that with water. She's gotten over it as she's gotten older. But when we were young, she was very scared of water being in water. Yeah. Yeah. Like wondering like what, what kind of traumas around that? Like if it's not in this life, like maybe the next Mm -hmm. or another, you know? Yeah. I don't know that time's very linear. So we think of it that way, but I don't know if it really is. Who Um, knows? (laughs) Somebody, somebody knows. John Edward knows. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I actually had a psychic describe to me one time lives, the multiple lives of ourselves, and said that it's basically like if you think about a a diamond or something that's like multifaceted. It's cut with many, many facets and all of those facets exist simultaneously, but in different spaces and times. So there are all these pieces of yourself that are concurrently living as other people, maybe some even in this timeline that are connected to you. And there are others that are happening in the past or what we would see as the future. Whoa. It was very interesting. It was a really interesting take on, on our souls and how quote past lives, um, come into play and many lives and many possibly. lives. Yeah. And, and also the idea that because they're all existing simultaneously, um, when you heal one, that healing has a trickle effect through the others. Yeah. So. I mean, there's that, that's, I mean, here you, you know, I've heard people talk about ancestral wounding and like Mm -hmm. healing your ancestral line. Um, I mean, I know that's kind of, you're looking at it in like this life, you know, right. And looking back, but it's still in that kind of, cause you're looking at a whole different time, like how that might affect you in the here and now. Right. Yeah. Right. And that, I think that ancestral piece is a little bit different because there is a DNA component to that that is scientific. 
um, around trauma and how that gets carried down Mm -hmm. into our bodies through generations. But yes, that same idea of if you heal something now, you're healing the past and the future. So this person who like that you went to, did she read your read past lives for you or she read one it is I've had a few past life readings you asked me that earlier and I was like oh yeah I had one and then I was like actually that's not true I've had several past life readings um of course I have (laughs) I haven't had one and I'm kind of like surprised you haven't not one this is my really surprised face I don't know I know even going to psychics they've never they've never gone into my past lives what yeah. So interesting. Well, did they give you the option? Mm, no, I just was kind of open and just like, whatever comes through, you know? Yeah. I never was specifically like, oh, past lives, please. You know? Yeah. I've done a few, a couple of them were for specific fears and injuries. Um, and yeah, just curious, like how, how that played out through their psychic lens. Oh, I, I actually do remember. I didn't have a reading, but I had something come through from my body worker once that had to do with a past life, but it wasn't like played out or she, she was just like, Oh, this is how you were connected with that person. Like, um, after my sister passed my body worker, our body worker, (laughs) she was like, Oh, shout out to cat. Yo, She was like, I see that you're connected with each other multiple lives. Mm-hmm. And like, she kind of was like, oh, in this, in this life that I see, like you guys were, were soldiers together. And I was like, oh, whoa, I could totally see that. Like, but not like specifying, you know, uh-huh. and specific yeah. to our relationship and how we've moved with each other over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's trippy. I had a vision once I'm getting on a tangent because I was going to tell you about the reading, but this, that just made me think about, um, I think in circle, actually we did a Brian Weiss past life meditation. We did. Yeah. yeah. And I think this was when I had this, but I had a vision slash memory of being, um, I want to say it was like early 1900s, maybe late 1800s. And I had a little boy. And in this vision, the little boy was my mother in this life. Like, wow. our did, did, did I talk about this? Do you remember? No, this? no, I don't. But it, I knew it was her. I, I saw this child and he was standing in a stream and I was going to get him out of the stream because I was feeling like he was in danger. And I was like, that is my mom. But our roles are reversed here. And it was a trip. Wow. Um, yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. totally wild, but I did have a reading from that same woman who, uh, who mentioned the everybody living at once thing. And, um, I had gone to her. So some of you might know, I think I've talked about this before, but I quit drinking, like, I don't know, in 2007. So I can't do the math right now, but 15 years ago, almost. And, uh, at that time I went into a panic for like eight weeks, I was in constant fight or flight. I could not get my nervous system to regulate. And it was really, really scary. Actually, it was, it was one of the most terrifying experiences I've had in my life. And a lot of it revolved around death anxiety. I was just like terrified every day. Um, so I, I was trying every modality of healing I could think of. And that included 
uh, seeing a psychic. And at that same time, I had started having really severe knee pain and I was really struggling with that. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it under control. Anyway, the psychic uh, tied these things together, my fear, my death fear and my knee pain together saying that I was a soldier in Rome and I had been cut down at the knees on the battlefield. Whoa. And it did not resonate for me. Like I, she was telling me this and I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. Like it doesn't land yeah. for me. Um, but it definitely tied into what was going on for me at the time. So just that's, that, that was that story. So that's, that's interesting though. I mean, this is the thing is like you, when you go get a reading, it's mm-hmm. so different than when it's coming from you. Yes. True. You know, it, it, yeah, it just comes from a different place. It totally does. It totally does. But sometimes like I had a reading with another gal who, uh, told me that she saw me in, I want to say Boston in like, it was 18 something. Anyway, whatever. I can't remember exactly now the dates, but it was, it was timed around this painting she had told me about, which I have written down somewhere and couldn't tell you what that was either. But basically it was a, the whole story that she laid out about this lifetime. I was crying and I was shocked because when she first brought it up, I was like, okay, this is weird. I, it's not resonating for me. But then she hit a couple points that just hit a chord for me and made so much sense. And I felt it. Like I could see what she was saying, like visually see it in my mind. And I felt it. And I thought, wow, this could be like real interesting. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, that's like listening to yourself, like how mm-hmm. you respond to something. And even like, it's on a, like a really, that's what it feels like. It's on a really gut level. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost, you don't really have control over. It. It's not your mind. Your mind isn't because when your mind's there, you're like, eh, what, what is that? And then you're like, Oh, whoa. Like it hits you. Yeah. If it's, if it, if it, for me, I feel like if it's real, like if that's coming from a real place and it's hard when, you know, you're going to someone as a psychic and sometimes, you know, we've, we've, we all dabble with this, you know, like we do mediumship and we work on intuition and we all know. dabble with this. Do you listeners, <laughs> do you dabble with this? Veronica and I dabble with this. We, sure. Veronica and I dabble with this. <laughs> holding an object and like, where's this object coming from? And we're like, and anyways, it cut, like if you get messages and it feels and it lands and you can feel it and you're like, oh, this is landing. Mm -hmm. And then the response from the person who you're reading there, you're like, okay, this is landing with them. Like it's kind of, it feels to me like you've touched on the stream, you know, that, that you conscious to the river, the river of spirit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is, um, just to continue on this idea of past lives, there is a lot of documentation. There have been several books written that are compilations of documentation, uh, primarily of children who speak about past lives, who will, you know, tell their current parents a story about who they were before. And these do tend, you do tend to find these stories more often in cultures where reincarnation is part of the culture. 
you know, it's part of the, the spiritual belief system. Um, India is one where you where a lot of stories that I've read have come from because it's more widely accepted, which is probably why it gets reported, right? Is because families are like, oh, okay, so you were this other person. That makes sense. And they're they're having conversations about it and they might be seeking out the other people because some of these stories are about, oh, I used to live here as a five-year-old they're saying this or whatever. I just pulled that number out of thin air. And then they go to whatever town it is that they're looking for and find out that yes, in fact, a person of this you know, description who was married to these people, all of that did in fact exist and die. Um, so there are books that outline that. And there are, there are some in America as well, um, stories here. And I mean, I think they're found everywhere. It's just a matter of how well they're documented. Yeah, I can places. imagine like a parent hearing their child, like in our culture, they'd be like, oh, what did you watch today, sweetie? Like, right. <laughs> how did you get that imagination? Like, you know, as opposed to like, oh, wow, like this might be, you know, something coming through for them, you know? Yes, yes totally. <laughs> yeah. So tell me your most profound experience. Wow. So this is really intense. Um, this happened to me. It was so long ago. And I, the fact that I can still remember it so vividly, I might get really worked up too. So every single time I tell the story, it hits me on a really deep level. I'm starting to cry right now. It's I know pretty, I hear it. It's really intense. So it you was want to share this publicly. <laughs> I do. Okay. It was really, it, it was, it's just the, yeah, it's just everything that's around it is heavy. Okay. Um, so I, I dreamt this and it was probably maybe 12 or 15 years ago. And I, um, dreamt that I was a girl who was probably around 15 years old and I was being marched through a valley, through a Canyon with a group of people lined up. persecuted as being Jewish uh -huh. and these men were lining us up and I remember staring at their black boots it was really intense and um watching people being killed one by one and just like waiting for my my turn like this is going to be my turn and then and then it was my turn and I remember feeling the shot in the back of my head and laying down on the ground and just like staring off and just like slowly feeling myself gone, like just staring off. And then I woke up that, I think it was in the morning, maybe sometime. And I had this like splitting headache just in the back. My head was like throbbing and I just woke up crying and crying and crying. And I just like, couldn't shake it like the whole day like week, like first thing I did, of course, was like journal everything down, like, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, I hadn't watched anything. I hadn't like, there wasn't anything in my life at the time that would indicate it, the detail that I had. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. I just, it was so intense and it felt like a memory. Like I was like, there's uh -huh. no way this couldn't have been anything else, but a memory like, and yeah. So I, I have this kind of affinity like, and I did never had an affinity towards that period of time, you know, but I have an aversion. 
as most people do to war. Yeah. Huh. Like, no, thank you. You know, right. but like the persecution of a whole people. Um, yeah. is is just pretty, pretty intense. Oh, yeah. Pretty intense. And like here, like 15 years later, I still like, I've actually told coworkers and just like crying in the middle of work. Like uh-huh. I cannot tell this story without feeling the emotions of like what it was like being there you know just like waiting for my turn knowing like this was it Mm -hmm. that is in fact very intense yeah yeah Yeah. so what do you do with that (laughs) yeah exactly I mean right so so I I, this is not where I was gonna go but I just hearing you tell that it makes me have that question of like if you have a dream if you have a quote memory um if you have a reading and it lands for you, what do you do with that information? How do you work with that? I mean, have you worked with it? I guess I would ask you just personally. Um, I, th- I feel like the way I've worked with it is um, I, I, I don't, in any of my lineage, I, have, I don't have any Jewish in my lineage in this life. Like there's nothing there, but um, my husband does. So I definitely have, I have an affinity to looking into his genealogy. I will like kind of dive in and he's got photos and stuff from his, his grandfather's side. Like, um, and it's, it's really, it's a whole different culture, you know, that Mm -hmm. I, in this life know nothing about. So I guess the way that I've kind of, I'm, kind of dealt with it or looked into it as like, I'm curious about the culture, you know, and mm. what, what it's like to be a part of a, such a rich culture, um, which I don't feel like I'm a part of in this life, you know, right. being Amer- American, it's like kind of floating in space culture, you know, <laughs> 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 kind of like everything is all right. around. We can pick from anything, but it's not like Uh, you know, I wasn't raised in that kind of rich culture of like one thing. Yes, you were. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, isn't Christian science like one thing? It is. And I was raised that way, but it didn't, it wasn't my, you know, I didn't, it didn't feel like an enriching culture. No, no, no. Well, it's it's different than just culture. I mean, that's very specifically a religion. That's a religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a Christian scientists are a religion. Yeah. It's different for sure. Yeah. And so I definitely, I have a, like, I can, I can feel my intrigue and my, like my heart lives in that place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I have, I have a real deep affinity for the Jewish culture and a love for the Jewish culture, although I know very little about it. <laughs> you know, I definitely have that respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a desire too to learn more. Oh to like, yeah. To have, access but it feels to, to me, it's like, I, it's not in this life for me. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like I wasn't born into that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, it's different because I wasn't, I, I don't have that foundation in this life, right. you know? Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just the other day, funny thing is I was just talking to my husband about, you know, in the, in movies, sometimes they'll show like this person is dreaming and they'll have a memory of the past. Uh-huh. And, 
And I'm like, I've literally never had a dream where it was just a memory. Like, oh, I remembered when we went to that, you know, national park. And that was my dream. Like the exact events. Right. Pieces maybe, but never the exact event. Never, never like the events. Maybe, yeah. Oh, maybe the mountains there or, but it's different. It's not in that same thing. But in the movies, they depict it as like exact memories and they do it as a way for you to kind of like, oh, here, don't you remember this part of that last thing, you know? But it doesn't right. feel like that's really what happens. I don't think it is. It's I mean, not. I've never had that experience. No. I imagine maybe if you've had if you've had a trauma, then you might have a dream about that trauma. Like you might relive it in that way because your guard is down and your unconscious comes up. But I don't know that I've ever, I personally have ever had a, a dream that was a memory. So that's what makes me wonder about this dream that I had, because it's like the end of a life, right? You know, I'm guessing that's the end of a life that I had. And it was so traumatic that for some reason it decided to come through at that time, Mm -hmm. you know, and now looking back, I'm like, is that the time when I first started getting into genealogy? Because I was like, you know, I've been doing it for a long time, but like, yeah, anyways, I wonder, I should go look back look back in my diary. You totally should. Yeah. The dates match. Yeah. (laughs) This one I signed up for ancestry.com. Hmm. Oh, this is pre ancestry. This no, I know (laughs) I'm joking before the internet, when you're doing micro microfilm and you're like turning, 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 turning (laughs) totally microfish. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And powerful. That's a really powerful memory dream. Oh, it's uh, seriously, anytime past life comes up, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, this, this is the event for me, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And I would be, I would be curious to see if a, um, a psychic or some sort of past life reader would pick up on that on their own, you know? Well, I know a couple, if you want a referral, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do. (laughs) I'd be curious to you know, our listeners, what they have some past life stories. It's a good question. I'm sure everybody has something maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Just like everybody dabbles in everybody dabbles. (laughs) (laughs) No, but if you do have a past life story you want to share, please feel free to email it to us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net because uh, we're curious. We want to know. Yeah, minds want to know. We've gotten some emails from people in the past. It's kind of neat after yeah. a podcast to be like, oh, well, there's the, you know, I had this one story or yeah, totally. Yeah. There's uh, everybody's well, not everybody, but m- many people have very cool stories or different stories mm-hmm. it's fun to explore them. Thanks for sharing Emily. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you too, Veronica. That was like that was really intense. I know. That's why I was like, Ooh, this is kind of going to go a little deep. I mean, I started crying and I was like hoping that everybody was even going to be able to hear me. Cause I was getting so choked. Oh no, up. I could, we, I think they could hear you. You were clear. You were Good. clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the one other piece I would like to share before we wrap this up is, um, I've had past life visions, you know, during meditations and memories like that one, when I was sick, um, and I've had I've had these feelings that about things that have happened mostly through visions, Mm. but, but 
one of the most concrete things I ever experienced was being in Edinburgh um, when I was 22 and I did a semester abroad in London. My friends and I took off and went to Edinburgh for the weekend. And we went out to the pubs and the clubs as you do when you're 22. And um, I decided I was going to go back to the hostel before everybody else. And first I just have to say, as soon as I got off the train in Edinburgh, I was like, oh, I love this place. Like the energy of the earth there. I was, it felt really familiar and it felt really homey. But when I walked out of that nightclub and started to make my way back toward um, the hostel, I knew where I was. Like I knew in a way that I know when I am home, where, Mm. where everything is, where, you know, and certainly since however long ago, this quote memory came from, uh, the, the landscape had changed. I'm sure streets have changed, but there are a lot of little alleys and closes throughout Edinburgh that have been there for many hundreds of years and wherever I was in town, I, and I can't even tell you now where I was. I was also drunk by the way, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it was so clear to me, like, And even then in that moment, as I was walking back by myself, I was thinking, oh, I've, I've been here. I know this place. Like it was so matter of fact. And when I woke up and was telling my friends about it the next morning, I was kind of like, my mind was blown, but in the moment, my mind didn't feel as blown. It was more just like, yeah, I know just, I know this place. This is like home. So it was really interesting and made me feel like I had definitely been there in a past life. So that's pretty my skepticism. Well, yes. I right? mean, that's the thing. It's like, it comes, it can come out of the blue and it's this feeling of almost deja, deja vu, yes. you know, yes. like, oh, I know this. Like, how do I know this? I've never been here before. I had that when I went to Frankfurt, Germany, actually. Uh-huh. So when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, when I went to Frankfurt, I was like, wow, this feels really familiar to me. Like it just, yeah. it felt like a home in a different way though. Totally. You know, I'm just like, what? And just like the buildings, the feeling about it, just mm-hmm. like the, the walkways and just like, wow. Yeah. It's trippy. Mind blown. So <laughs> we didn't really have a point in talking to y'all about this today. It wasn't like, we're going to talk about how past lives are witchery. It was more just this idea of time, space. Do you believe in past lives? Do you not? Um, obviously. I do and don't. And Veronica does. <laughs> I so do. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and do you, you know, do, do those of you that are listening, do you believe in past lives? And uh, does that influence you at all in your own spiritual practice or spiritual beliefs? I definitely, you know, it's, it's things to think about as far as how uh, the past might tie into present day or even your own personal work that you do emotionally yeah the rituals too Mm -hmm. like yeah like you know like if you're drawn to a certain culture like Judaism like sometimes Mm -hmm. I've seen you know the rituals that they do and I'm just like really wow that's so beautiful and just like Mm -hmm. feel drawn to that um yeah yeah oh food for thought that's what this is (laughs) food for thought thanks Veronica thanks Emily and thank you all for tuning in Uh, We will talk to you again next week. And until then, keep it magical.
Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some comments. cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or, wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. <laughs> must be so- there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.